What if all you needed to get better in every way was available at the touch of a hand or the sound of a voice or even a vibration? Let's talk about how that happens, who can do it, and where to find them. I'm John Webster, and this is The Hesitant Healer. Greetings and welcome to yet another episode of The Hesitant Healer right here in Redlands, California. <laughs> I am in an entirely different room with my trusty sidekick, Lisa Kay. Say hey, Lisa Kay. Good morning, everybody. That's not what I said to say. Okay, try again. Say hey, Lisa Kay. Hey, Lisa Kay. There you go. But I'm bump. You get the little but I'm bump on here. <laughs> hey, check this out. What? We have a super special international guest today. Ooh, international. This is somebody I met in Scotland. Oh, in nice. In 2017. Uh-huh. She's a dissection gal. Uh-huh. And I was looking at her on the uh, Instagram one day, and I went, this person would be super interesting. Awesome. Very cool. So without further ado, we're going to introduce you all to Patricia Medeiros. Did I get that right? Medros. 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 He tried in my head. I say Medros, and then when it comes out, I go Medeiros because there's a there's an extra letter in there for me. <laughs> well, welcome. What time is it there in Italy? Um, six fifteen in the evening. In the evening, and wow. you're in Rome, correct? Right in the heart of Rome. Oh, oh jealous, jealous. I was there. I think six years ago. It was my first time ever, and the amount of art and architecture and centuries of stuff that is layered and layered and layered and layered is uh, truly something that must not be missed to live there uh you know you would catch me in a cafe in front of it with a cappuccino four hours a day at least if i was there i don't know how you get any work done go ahead it's a problem, actually. A lot of people don't <laughs> <laughs> don't get a lot of work done. Nice. That's nice. So tell us a little bit about you. How did you come to be who you are today? That would be a, quite a long story, I think. Um, so the Cliff Notes version. I love the Cliff Notes, Cliff by notes the way. Again. Yeah. <laughs> I fell into the Pilates world by pure chance in 1995 when I read in Vogue magazine that Madonna was doing Pilates. Oh, And I thought, I thought, well, if she's doing it, then I must check it out. And I fell into the lap of the Pilates studio in my hometown then, which was Evanston, Illinois, that just happened to be the satellite studio of one of the heirs to the Pilates method, Romana Krasinowska. Wow. It was her satellite studio in Chicago that she would visit frequently when she would leave the headquarters of the Pilates Mecca, which was Drago's gym in New York City. One degree of separation? Yes, so I am considered a second-generation Pilates teacher because I was taught by a first-generation Pilates teacher. Wow. So I just fell into it. I never planned to become a teacher. I went, again, because Madonna was doing it, and I heard that it was good for bad backs, and I had a terrible back, and I fell in love with it. And the studio 
itself asked me if I wanted to become a teacher. They said, you're always here. You love the method. You're great with people. Why don't you do the teacher training? I thought they were crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And then I went home, spoke to my family, and they thought it was a great idea. And here I am almost 30 years later. That's fabulous. I love that. Um, For people who don't know or who have heard of it but have never done it, what makes Pilates different than from yoga or any other workout? Oh, it's completely different than yoga. Yoga is a philosophy, an ancient philosophy, of which the asanas, the movement, is just one little part or one part. So I'm not a yoga expert, expert, but I think there are eight branches to it. Correct. There's the breath, and there's there's sections of yoga that have that are much more related to the spiritual self and the soul and pilates doesn't have any of that first of all it's a very new method joseph pilates died in 1967 so born in 1926 uh near dusseldorf germany emigrated to the United States in, no, wait, that's not true. He emigrated to the United States in 1926. Okay. And started his whole method, and he died, I think, in 1967. So this is a very, very modern, new method. method. Got it. And I don't really know why people classify Pilates and yoga together other than that, other than it is a mindful movement experience. You have to have your mind in the Pilates class for it to be Pilates. Got it. Uh, I've always thought they were paired together because of uh, the muscle movements and the breadth that more more of the core strength training and the the actual physical aspects the the spiritual aspects and the eight limbs i've never equated with the pilates part but the and here in america i know we've had conversations uh i've had lots of conversations with yogis about how uh yoga in america especially in california is not yoga like it's supposed to be designed here yoga is uh an exercise it's not a lifestyle. It's more of an extra added, really pretty Instagram <laughs> picture kind of thing. Right. As opposed to the eight limbs and the philosophy and the philosophical and, and spiritual aspects of what it's supposed to be. Right. So in, in that respect, I, I don't think they're like at all. But in what it can do for you or how it can help heal, um, I do see a lot of uh, the same tracks that way. And, and that, that could be an entirely different tangent. Uh, as, a, as a Pilates instructor, I come to you. What are you looking to help me with? Or, or why would I come to you? To heal, actually. You hit the nail on the head. It, it, it is a healing art, Pilates. If it's, done in, if it's done with that intention. Pilates can be anything you want it to be, depending on your intention. And like you said, John, the yoga world has morphed into the Instagram snapshot of beautiful bodies doing beautiful poses. 
Pilates has also had an evolution or de-evolution, depending on who you talk to, uh-huh. of what it was in the beginning to what it is now. And it has, there are so, the, the world of Pilates is huge. It's like the wild, wild west. There really is no, mm, how can I say this? There is no categorization or stratification or formalization. There are two giant camps. There's the classical camp from which I descend, and there's the contemporary camp. But even those camps are morphing and mixing and modeling. So nothing is black and white. Yeah. And pretty, pretty much anything goes. Got it. So there's there's no real cert- government certifying body. There is no... Uh, yoga is that way a lot too. Yeah. When, when I went into that, it's, it's anybody can be a yoga instructor because they say so basically, because there's no governing body that, that monitors the specifics, uh, nor do they really want one, even though it's probably needed in some cases. So, um, it, it behoo, it behooves one to find a, a good instructor in Pilates, I would imagine just like yoga and you get to try them out and you get to make decisions for yourself, but it's also worth it to uh, question your instructor and ask what their background is and learn a little bit about what their philosophy is, I would imagine, yeah? Right. Exactly, you have to do your own due diligence. But the Pilates world does have the NCPT, the National National Certification Pilates Teacher Organization, which will, mm, you can take the test and you can be certified through them. And that's the only thing I know of as a certifying body worth its salt in the United States. And then we get to Europe and each country has its own. Oh my goodness. And all the rules are different. So it is, it's a, um, there's no cohesion or or coherence at all in it, but it isn't, it is a healing art. And Joseph Pilates believed that his method was based on the body, the mind, and the spirit. Nice. Okay. And that has always been my draw to the, to the method because nothing will get you connected more deeply to yourself than a Pilates session done under the watchful eye and loving hands and skilled mm, background of a devoted teacher. Nice. I love that. That's really well put. You know, my, my Lisa has recently started Pilates. I think she's into her fourth class. Um, she's, she's not a worker outer. She does not do a lot of physical stuff. And, and in the last couple of years, she's tried to do a couple of different things and, and, in a couple, she got injured, weightlifting, that kind of stuff. And, and in some, it just didn't feel right. Or there was an instructor that wasn't paying attention to her. She has a lot of different physical things that need to be paid attention to if you're in that realm, age-related and past history-related. This instructor, who I've not met yet, she comes home and just raves about her with exactly what you just said. She pays attention to her. She notices when she's doing something different. And, and I'm so grateful that she found this person that she's teaching her the right way. In addition to a little bit smaller classes, it's not a, a, a cattle call of a class where there's a ton of people. Um, y'all use machines in your practice, yeah? 
Not all of us. Not all of you. So there's differences in Pilates. Oh, like I said, runs the gamut. So I actually have a studio where I live in Rome, and I have all the quote-unquote original machines. That's another brouhaha. Who is making your equipment? Ah, okay. so the classical world uses uses Graz equipment uh, traditionally, originally. That's changing, and I have the Graz um, equipment. But I personally am getting more and more away from the equipment. And Joe Joe is attributed to have said that he made the equipment to make it easier for people to understand and do his method. Because he originated his method on the mat. It was you and your body on a rectangular piece of foam. And you needed nothing else to, to tap into the gifts of this method. And change your body, change your life, change your mind, change your future. And his, his greatest, um, his banner and the flag that he put on top of the mountain was for you to live up to your true potential. That's all he wanted, really. Wow. And Pilates will give you that that spirit and, and those skills, actually. So you can live to your true potential. I, I believe in this. But the equipment was there sort of as a crutch because the mat work is very, very difficult. And it assumes that you have you come to Pilates with assets, and those assets are strength, great alignment, muscle balance, motor control, um, joint mobility, because you won't get all that in the Pilates mat exercises or even on the equipment. And what I just said now will be very controversial for people ah. to hear, because you think that Pilates will make you strong and get you better alignment and improve your muscle balance and your posture and it will it will but up to a certain point because pilates takes place primarily i'd say 90 percent of the time in the sagittal plane and we need tri-planar movement we need movement in the frontal plane in the transverse plane and then a mix thereof mm-hmm. and you won't find that in pilates uh-huh. And if you repeat and repeat and repeat the same movements on the same requ- equipment all your life, you could actually restrict your movement. Ah, the uh, the planes you're talking about there, it's uh, it's a uh, it's a massage therapy thing, too. When we talk about sagittal planes, uh, we're talking about the body in three dimensionality and the movement of muscle structures in three dimensionality and how your body and movement work in a directional area, right? So um, what she's talking about is how, if we're exercising and uh, yoga, not so much with the, with the planes, it's more of a massage thing and Mm -hmm. how, how we three dimensionalize the body and how you see the different layers. And this is where, uh, this is where dissection comes in really handy because then you get to start seeing how those planes are actually put together, which is my, I'm going there. That's my next question. Um, when you start to see and put together the, the verbiage of say a sagittal plane, and then you get 
with a person and work muscle structures within that plane. And then you come out of that and go into a lab where you actually get to see a body and see the different layering of those planes, the whole world opens up mm. and you get to see how we can indeed heal the physical bodies through these kind of muscular uh, and repetitive movements. Yeah. You know, a long, long, long time ago, way back when I was young, <laughs> we, um, you know, you take like runners or you take uh, even maybe people who played football or people who played basketball. We were told just do that, right? There was no, and then there came the era of cross training, which is kind of in that same idea, right? Instead of just running, um, you need to do a little yoga or you need to do a little, you, our body gets too used to doing the one thing. Even if running is your goal, um, you need to spread out and do different things. So um, doing one thing over and over and over again, we've all seen, um, for instance, uh, weightlifters who become muscle bound because that's all they do. And then they can't do anything else. Uh, they've, they've changed their body to the extent where it, it won't do the other stuff anymore. So, so that totally makes sense um, that, that Pilates is awesome, but it, it's a part of what your life is uh, to do. Exactly, exactly. We need variety. The joints have to move in all three planes so that the muscles can, get, can be developed to their full benefit, to their full potential. And... Um, so that's why I personally am getting a little bit more away from the machines. They do have their place. They come in handy. If you are extremely deconditioned or if you're not a person that's used to living in your body and working with your body, if you're estranged from your body, the machines are great. They're, they're an easy entry, an entry because Pilates will teach you and develop many things that you need to be able to do the mat work right and even the and even the equipment work and even other modalities and what pilates really is excellent at developing and fomenting is interoception this is what i was talking about in the beginning where, where i said you cannot do a pilates class mindlessly you right. need yeah. your mind. Right. So because you need you de develop this art of interoception where you feel your body from the inside. You know what's happening on the inside. It's a really, really good piece of information. Yeah. Well, that's what Pilates will develop in you, for you. And then when you start to feel to be aware of interoception through movement. Then it everything that happens in the Pilates studio is gold for one reason, because it transfers to real life. Got it. You know, I would I would say that that statement right there answers our earlier question of what's the difference between Pilates and yoga? Because mm -hmm. I think with yoga it's breath and movement, and with Pilates it's interoception and and feeling the movement and becoming aware of the movement. I like I like that. But that's um, with me. Wait, hold on a second, if you don't mind. That's with me. That's that's I'm because that's how I experience 
the the method because like i said going back again to what i said before for me pilates is a path to self realization so i you need the interoceptive part for that to unfold but um it's more than that it's you you learn interoception you learn body awareness you develop a an ability to focus and to concentrate is second to none because you need that concentration to do what the teacher is asking you to do otherwise right, right. it's completely um, out of reach right it will it will also teach you commitment if you, you the, your wife may be experiencing this john if she's enjoying her lessons with this special teacher she will become committed to the method committed to her body committed to showing up for herself in the platy studio then that will then transfer to her showing up for herself in life nice oh i love that that's nice, nice. right and then but it will also um develop in you determination you need it you won't get through a platy's class if you don't have determination you have it's tough it's really tough uh it will give you power it's an empowering method oh i love and, that and um mental clarity and this is this this is let's see i have yeah mental clarity so this is the maybe the best part of it all a pilates session with a the half zen master half military sergeant teacher <laughs> will bring you mental clarity that you will never find or you can this is where i find mental clarity and after your session your mind is clear your heart is at peace and it's not like your problems disappeared in an hour but the ability for you of of you to face your problems is completely changed love it and oh. that that that's where the healing starts to begin as well absolutely the healing comes but all of this is intermeshed for the healing because you need the interoception and the body awareness and the focus and the determination and the commitment but have to say on the physical in the physical world axial elongation one of our mm, catchphrases one of our cornerstones so axial elongation elongation of the spine mm -hmm. a, a foundation of the method and again in good hands under the eyes of a good teacher you will lengthen you will lengthen the spine so that your muscles can rest more easily in mid range so that you can work them most efficiently. Wow, I love that. Nice. That's fascinating. So segue into uh because it's where we met, what got you into Julian's class the first time? How many have you been to? Three dissection classes, two with Jill, two with Jill Gill, sorry, two with Gill Headley. Okay. The great, famous, wonderful guru of us all. Gil Headley. He's the he's the top of the chain. The top of the chain. And um he but Julian was in both with him in both of those. Right. And then one with Julian alone, which is where we met. Did you do uh all three in Europe? All three in Scotland, St. Andrews yeah. University. Okay. So what got you there in the first place? Because I realized one of the drawbacks of Pilates or of my original Pilates 
certification program. I knew everything about Pilates and I am, this is not boastful for me to say, it's just the truth. I'm a Pilates expert. I am. You can ask me anything about Pilates and I should be able to tell you. And if I can't, I can find out, I can get the answer quickly. I'm with you. <laughs> but I realized not so long ago that I was not a body expert. And I thought this is completely incongruent. How can I be a Pilates expert whose domain territory mm, groundwork is the body right. and not be a body expert? Ah, and that started to really eat at me because I felt like a fraud. I felt like a fraud. I knew nothing about the body, really. I knew nothing. We didn't get that training in the. Yeah, I, I had the same experience. I had the same experience when I when I saw the class. I had never heard of such a thing, and I uh, I went to Gill's 2014 three week class. My first one was a three week class in San Francisco, and and um, honestly, there were there were 50 people in that room. It was a huge class. And two days in, I was in tears because I was seeing things I'd never heard of. These people were all experts and I knew nothing. I, I felt like a fraud because I'm doing all this body work and I didn't know any of these things. And it, it took half of that class to get to the point where I felt like I belonged. But I, you can't see enough. You start cutting into one of those things. You you start learning things about the body that they don't teach in any class. And and Gil's really good about saying that. So is Julian. Open the book and see if you can find this anywhere in the book because it's not there, right? And and it's an amazing experience. What? Uh, tell me a little bit about one of the things that opened your eyes and blew you away when you got in there. The whole atmosphere blew me away. There wasn't one thing at all. It wasn't just the dissection. It wasn't the it wasn't the scalpel in the hand, the gloves, the white coat, the masks, the um, essential oils that we would dip on the mask to not smell the formaldehyde. Right. right. It wasn't, it was all, not just that. It wasn't just the camaraderie, the people from all over the world, all different backgrounds, the St. Andrews itself, the, the lab was top-notch yeah. brand new it, it was miraculous the setting itself was um right out of the movies and even the dorms were, were fantastic the yeah. town saint andrews was fantastic and then there was the training and just cutting up a, a cadaver i when i would tell people that i was going to do that they would look at me strangely and I never questioned it at all. I was like, who wouldn't want yeah. to do this? This is the next indicated step. Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't want to do this? You could do a dissection class a year and still want to do more. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So I was enthralled with the whole thing. And then there's Gil. And Gil makes you feel so loved and welcomed and at home. And no question is too stupid. And he's always available. And he's funny. And he's just so real. And to me, he, he really brings the spiritual aspect of that work together as well with his, with his poetry, with the circle in the morning, with, with all the things. And, and he's, a. I it was disconcerting at first. And then it was, it, 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 you start to buy into it, how 
nothing is is a hundred percent fact with him. He leaves it as an open ended question. Hmm. Uh, what do you think about this? What could this be? He 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 pops your brain open to start asking questions. Where Julian is super scientific. This is the way it is. Here's the big word. Here's the Here's the scientific paper that I just read that quantifies what we're looking at here. And this is how we're doing. And between the two of them, I learned so much and, and uh, just an amazing experience both, both ways. You know, Gil's doing his, ner- his nerve tour right now. Have you seen that? I, I wanted to go to Las Vegas last week and I just couldn't get away. I have to wait all the way until next November when he's going to be out in Palm Springs here before I see that thing. I'm so upset that I didn't get to see it earlier. You'll see it. And we need both. We need both those masters. We need Julian and Gil. I agree. Um, and, and John Sharkey. I would love to work with John Sharkey. And there are others that I'm may probably not even aware of. I got to go to a, a Carla Stecco one uh, last year. And that was eye-opening as well. Because that's she's... Um, Scientific's not quite the right word. She's a researcher, right? It, it, the way she looks at that is is there's questions and, and what are we looking at here? And she's looking at it a completely different way. So e- each one of those gives you a different eye of how you look at the body. And then we go back into our labs or our classrooms or our, our workspaces and and work with the live people. And, and you start to, it comes to life. You start to see that stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Right. So you need to see how the body, you need to see how the body is put together, how it's composed, the layers, everything that makes up a body. And you can learn that in the, in the dissection lab, but then you also need, I think, to form, to study formally. I'm not a doctor of physical therapy, but I've come to believe and to learn that you don't have to be a doctor of physical therapy to know how the body works. You have to read the same books. You have to study like they study in those universities. You have to be that diligent. You have to have that discipline. You have to do your own research, find the research papers. You have to take courses. Um, Since the pandemic, the world of fantastic courses has opened up to us online. You have to find the masters that you want to learn from so that you can get the education that you need that will make you a body expert so that you can bring that expertise into your Pilates studio so that you can read bodies so that when somebody comes to you for pain, you kind of have an idea of how you can help them. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Right. Um, I think the pandemic changed absolutely everything. And I am not sure how you are experiencing that in Europe, but in the United States, the world of medicine changed dramatically. And so many people that we see now in the practice um, come to us. They've been to physical therapists. They've been to the doctor. They've been to the orthopedic surgeon. Nothing is helping and no one's listening to them or watching them walk or what happens when you do this and a, a really really well-trained pilates instructor a really well-trained uh, massage medical massage therapist is going to be the person who looks at all of that and i can't tell you how many times people will walk in and say i've tried everything i'm going to give this a shot but i don't think you're going to help and then they walk out and they're like oh my god because somebody finally listened to them and 
understands how the body is all one and how it's all connected and how to make that different for them. Yeah, medicine's become so segmented and we are looking at a global and not just the, the physical aspect, the spirit, like you said, the spiritual aspect and the, the, the environmental aspect of, of how that body got there. Um, do you have any examples of someone that came in and was totally transformed and how they got there through Pilates? I'm sure you have a lot, but is there anyone that comes to mind? Every, everyone. <laughs> Every single one of them. Everyone, really. It, it works like this. So before we get into this, if you don't mind, so I think Pilates and physical therapy work hand in glove. Oh, so you sure. can work with a physical therapist and they can tell you, they can give you, they don't have the physical therapy in the United States is not set up to do what a Pilates session is set up to do. Exactly. Two different animals. Right. So you can get, you can get great results with physical therapy, but then how are you going to keep them? How are you right. going to maintain those results if you don't undo the improper loading postures you were using that got you in trouble in the first place? Exactly. So that, that's where Pilates comes in. But the way it works in the Pilates studio, in my experience, is people come in. Again, I I it's a classical studio. I teach one-on-one -on -one only. I don't teach group classes unless they're teachers who have trained with me. I do have group classes for them, although I'm changing my mindset on that too, because I'd like to open up group classes now to the general public because um, I think it's just the right time, but it's not a circus. Um, when I was studying Pilates, what I loved so much about it was the dojo atmosphere. Yeah. So it was sacred space. It was sacred space. You went in there to dedicate this hour to your body, mm -hmm. the most sacred temple that we have on earth. And it was honored. And I carry that in my studio today. Yeah. It just, it, it's not uptight. It's not rigid, but it is devoted. I like to, I like to say that I choose to heal, heal the world one person at a time. But it, 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 when, one, when verte you, one, one vertebrae at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One vertebrae at a time. Yeah, like one vertebrae at a time. Yeah. Right. So in that type of atmosphere, with that type of unwavering attention of your teacher and her ability to see what you need and her confidence in commanding you, because that's what it is, mm -hmm. and taking her as the example her own strength and her vitality and her chi, okay, her life force, right? There's that element, which has a sort of mystical aspect to it, a more spiritual aspect to it. It's a way of connecting on a deep level. No words. We don't need words. Right. And so the people come in and get started, and it's a lot harder than they ever thought it ever would be right and then i either will never see them again in right. my life or they will they'll just jump on board and that's where the transformation comes comes from and that's why i say everyone right. and i've met many teachers i've worked in conferences before the pandemic international conferences where i would present and then many many teachers would come up to me and say 
I've never done it like this. I've I've never done Pilates like this. Can we work together? Sure, of course. Wow. Wow. That's, that is very inspirational. And, um, an eye opening because really as a as a person i've never done pilates i'll be super open and honest but um you've intrigued me because it's all the things that actually i'm seeking um you know as we age there is a thing about aging gracefully uh, and we all know uh how we would like to age and and then there's the reality of how we are aging and um the the aspect of it being um, holistic uh, is is the appealing part uh, that I'm hearing. The um, it's not just moving my uh, my knees or my yeah. It it's the entire uh, body, uh, mind, and spirit, which is so 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 important. So um, yes, you you may have sold me from way across uh, the oceans. <laughs> I love it. That's wonderful. We're not sending you to Rome to get a Pilates class, Lisa. Are you sure? Because we'll work on it. <laughs> you don't have to come to Rome. Oh, that would be lovely. It's, so yes, you have. So in the Pilates studio, you are working your body through your mind, and there's really no room to think about anything else. You can't. And then from that deep mm, self spelunking. So when you go spelunking, okay, so self-spelunking, after an hour of self-spelunking, that's where you start to feel your soul and your heart and your spirit. And that's where the mental clarity comes in. And that's why I think it's a path to self-realization. That is an awesome statement. I love that. Self-spelunking. That's amazing. A deep dive into your own body searching for your soul. Wow. That's the essence of Pilates right there. We got there. Perfect. I love it. I think I think that's a good good place to end. Um if people want to find you, how do they find you on Instagram? What are you under there? Patricia Medros Pilates. And that's M E D R E O S? No, it's it's Patricia with a C and then M E D like David R O S. R O S. I keep wanting to put an E in there. Okay. And if they happen to be in Rome, how can they find you there? <laughs> Go to Piazza Navona and ask where the Pilates, the American Pilates teacher is, and they will direct you to me. No, I I'm love kidding. it. <clears throat> I'm halfway kidding. So you just contact me through uh, Instagram or through WhatsApp or through my email Uh and we get going. You know, connecting with people today is the easiest thing in the world. Exactly. Super. If somebody wants to find you, they'll find you. That is a good point. Yes. Very true. Very nice. There you go. Yeah, we didn't even talk about pelvic floor. We didn't. We just got into Pilates and the and the and the spiritual aspects and the I love life changing aspects. Exactly. That's awesome. Right. So maybe another time we'll we'll contact you and we can go over pelvic floor. That just leaves more open. We get to talk to you again. I'm very excited about that. Perfect. Well, my dear, this has been a real pleasure. I thank you so much for finding the time for us. And uh, I think we will do it again sometime. We'll certainly set some time up to be able to do that. And uh, 
Merry Christmas from across the pond. We're a couple days out from there. And uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Anything else? Uh, are we saying bye now? I think we're saying bye now. Okay. Be good humans. Well, we're, yeah. Hold, hold on, hold on yeah. for one second. Let me sure. thank you. Because again, I am so honored to be on this podcast. It, it's been lots of fun. It's been um, eye-opening. My very first podcast, eye-opening. And Congratulations, you made it. <laughs> thank you. Made it. Yes, milestone. And I'm so happy that it was with both of you. Aww. Because you are wonderful hosts and great interviewers and you made me feel very much at home and at ease. So I want to thank you for your time and your interest. And I hope to see you again. And Merry Christmas to you too. Oh, thank, thank you. you. That was very nice. Oh, that was lovely. All right. All right. You so clo close this out. Don't hang up. Uh, we want to thank our listeners. Um, this has been our uh, very first sort of venture into podcasting. So thank you for this, uh, this wild ride this year. Um, we wish you all a wonderful 2024. Yeah, as I said in the beginning of this, in the, the pre-record, uh, we are searching for a lot of different content, this being the first one. Um, so bear with us while we're uh, replaying some old ones here, which uh, doesn't need to be said because this is a new one at the end of this podcast. That's so that right. Was, that, that was, was kind of silly. That was a dumb thing to say. <laughs> All right. So I think we're done. All but right. Thank you, listener. We appreciate you being here. We appreciate you uh, going through the content and listening to us. And we hope to bring you some new and interesting stuff going forward uh, into the new year. Okay. And uh, even though you're going to get this probably much later, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. That's right. All right. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Hug a tree. Love somebody. Be Peace good out. humans.